0: You've lived your whole life trying to find the expert who will help you with your health, with your emotional wellness, and with the unhealthy cycles playing out in your relationships, your career, and in your lives. We're here to tell you that you are the expert and you have all the answers within you to every problem you struggle with. This is Real Life Healing, and we are your hosts, Steve and Jenny Bear. Woo! Woo! Episode (laughs) 3! Look how consistent we be! In episode three. This is great. All right. We're just going to jump right into the subject matter here. Um, And we're going to talk about food that causes pain. Because um, most of us think about food and we're like, oh, yeah, you just eat what you eat. And that's just what you do.
1: Most people look (laughs) look at food and think, I am not feeling very good. How about you be my best friend? (laughs) Um,
0: Okay. So years ago, I had a coworker. Bless his heart. <laughs> um, and um, so we were talking about the process of limiting eliminating foods from our diets. And I told him about Jenny's experience ditching dairy. And, um, and he's like, you know, I think I've got a dairy problem too. And I was like, oh, what makes you think that? He said, well, every time I eat it, I just get this, like, I get, I get a stomach ache. And I was like, well, why don't you stop? He's like, well, because... If I go off dairy for an extended period of time and then eat it, it's really bad, like really bad. But if I eat a little bit of it, then it's, it's an upset I can deal with. And I was like, oh, fascinating. I think we all do that. And I mean, I used to kind of judge that story, and now I'm like, oh, I do the same thing. i done the <laughs> same. I did the same thing yesterday. <laughs> we went out. We went out for lunch today, and I did the same thing with oats. Right, Jenny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm really good about
0: learning what my food wants to teach me. You take some time. You flirt with it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the dunce in the back of the room with the hat. <laughs> it's like, what was that, teacher? I didn't. <laughs> I don't I don't get it or like Ralph Wiggum from the Simpsons. <laughs> Miss Hoover, the worm went in my mouth and then I ate it. Can I have another? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny doesn't appreciate the Simpsons, but you probably don't either, but maybe one of you does. And that that reference was for one of you. So awesome. <laughs> All right, go Jenny. What would you want to say?
1: Okay. <laughs> so Um, In episode two, two, we talked about being a thoroughbred. So I'm going to continue the horse theory with this one. There is a story saying out there that if one person calls you a horse, they're crazy. If two people call you a horse... It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. And if three people call you a horse, just go get a saddle. (laughs) Like, it's just time. So that's what happened to me. So as I mentioned in episode two, I had started a vegan diet to eliminate pain in my body, and it worked. It worked really well. Prior to that book, actually, though, I had already started to eliminate a lot of sugar in my diet, specifically syrups, corn syrups.
0: Yeah, high fructose corn syrups. That was
1: the hot topic of the day. So I had already eliminated those and had done a fairly decent job, and then this came across my radar, and I was like, okay, go vegan. Well, here I am posting recipes that I'm doing that's vegan, and everyone kept saying, oh, are you gluten-free? And I was like, guys, I said vegan. <laughs> oh, so you do gluten-free too.
0: <laughs>
1: guys, I said vegan. It's funny, but it took me four years to finally go gluten-free in addition to a vegan lifestyle. And the reason I did was because this uh, thyroid disease that I'd been diagnosed with, a lot of people, a lot of holistic people said it was linked to, gl- that your the autoimmune response was linked to the gluten um, protein thread. That that was very much like, very too similar to the thyroid protein thread. And that if you went gluten-free, your thyroid would get better. And I was like, you know what? I got nothing to lose by following this. I'm just giving it a try. So I did. And I found that I could consume meat without problem. Because again, at this point I was living in Washington state. So in the wintertime I craved it. And it was way easier to deal. I had like no meat pain, because now I had eliminated gluten. So this is what showed up for me is dairy, sugar, and gluten were my top three inflammatory foods of all time. But when you eliminate them, sometimes you're like, well, what can I eat? Right? You can say, well, there's all these dairy substitutes. Well, no, you don't want to go substitute the heck with soy products just because you've eliminated dairy. You want to be Conscious of that. You want to say, well, yes, I'm eliminating this, but what can I put in my body that's going to fill the void that I just created that's better? It's really, really you... important to know what you're eating that's better for you and that you're not feeling like you're not getting desserts.
0: Right. And it's it, fortunately, we, in every location that we've lived, we've found a restaurant that heavily caters to gluten free, dairy free even sugar-free lifestyles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so in, um, in Arizona, I just got to p- put in the plug, they're not sponsoring this podcast.
1: <laughs> None of them are. This is our favorites, Arizona, it was the, the new green, green vegetarian, vegetarian restaurant. In tempeh. Tempe. <laughs> Tempe. Tempe. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's in
0: Scottsdale, I think, actually.
1: It's, it's on the border.
0: Yeah, it's right there. Scottsdale Road in that area so new green vegetarian restaurant in uh in spokane washington it was mizuna
1: and boots bakery Uh i liked them
0: both and then here in utah it was harder harder to identify to find one that was as good but lately it's been aubergine and company Mm -hmm. um vertical diner up in salt lake
1: yes oh so good yeah so there's actually several in salt lake area we've just not ventured out to all of them yet
0: you don't like to yeah it's like what's within 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then as far as like desserts, well we'll go into desserts at another time. But um but it was really important to create opportunities where you felt like you could eat the food that you wanted without like it like you weren't de- depriving yourself every single time. Like, right. Cuz you know you can you can eat at home and pretty much Kind of get into a rhythm of, okay, here are the 15 or 20 different meals that I cycle through. Mm -hmm. But then it's when you go to the the family gathering or the neighborhood barbecue or the neighborhood picnic or social. Where you really
1: want to fit in and you end up feeling this drastic... I don't fit in. I can't even eat this food. What do I do? And then you want to bring your own food, and everyone sticks their nose up at it, and they're like, "What? What weird stuff did you just bring?" Yeah, at the
0: potluck. All the other, all the other dishes are eaten, and then there's Jenny's. And it's like <laughs> two thirds full.
1: And it's not easy. So there's if you're a FOMO person, this is really gonna
0: hurt, and it's gonna take a while.
1: And Steve
0: is a FOMO person. I'm a FOMO person, big time. <laughs>
1: He would rather upset his digestive tract for three days and not sleep with me than not eat food at a family gathering. But we have a daughter who identified a gluten intolerance because she was like, my tummy hurts. My tummy hurts. It hurt for months. And then she's finally like, mom, maybe it's gluten like you. So she went off of it and then went back on after five days of being off and vomited. Yeah. And she was like, I can't do it. So when she goes to family gatherings, she has major FOMO, but she balls at family gatherings because she is so sad she can't participate, but she doesn't want to punish herself.
0: And I've actually found that her decision to be very rigid about what she eats um, and also seeing the disappointment in her eyes like, so she's got such good willpower. and I mean, she's what? She turns 10 this year. I mean, yeah. we're talking about a nine-year-old, right? Yeah. So um, so she has all of this willpower to say, no, I can't eat that. That's going to make my tummy hurt. And I'm like, here I am. <laughs> I turned 39 here soon. And I hadn't learned this lesson yet. <laughs> <laughs> my nine-year-old had. So, like, be like little children. Our kids are so smart. <laughs> <laughs> we're all still
1: training the biggest in the family.
0: <laughs> anyway, but as soon as that happened, then for me it became a lot easier to say, you know what? No,
1: Steve. You just re- recently went to a family gathering. It was a funeral, mm-hmm. it was a celebration of life. And what was your tip for participating without punishing yourself?
0: <laughs> yeah. So a couple things happened at the funeral. One, after the the burial, you know, people were supposed to go over to to the my aunt's house. You know, to hang out and and have a, a little party, but everybody seemed to bail on the whole gathering. You know, it was a long day, coronavirus concerns still in the air, and uh, and so a lot of people left. And they had all these cookies and things. And so, and, uh, you know, in the past, I would have been like, "Oh, I've got to eat something," as I would hate to for this food to go to waste, or I hate for or these for them to feel, feel bad sad that I'm not eating the food. Yeah. And, and um, we let our kids have what they wanted to have um, except our you know, our nine-year-old who was like, I'm not eating that. She didn't want to eat it,
1: but then she was like, what are you going
0: to give me? Yes. <laughs> she always
1: gets excited. Well, what do I get now, Mom? <laughs>
0: yeah, what's a special treat? Um, and one of my kids had had a white chocolate macadamia nut cookie, and they took a bite of it, and they're like, here, Dad, do you want it? And, of course, I was like, hmm, I want it. <laughs> but I what I did instead is I just held it in my hand. I... Walked around literally for 20 minutes with this cookie in my hand without letting it touch my lips. And
1: then you eventually wrapped it up in.
0: And then before I left, I grabbed two more cookies. Basically, I'm tricking my emotions that, hey, you get to have all these too. I grabbed two more cookies. I wrapped them up in a paper towel and I put them in the car door while we were driving home. And then by the time we got home, I just tossed them. You didn't toss like, them. You tossed them. them. I <laughs> yeah, but my intention was
1: toss <laughs> them. I was like, are you saving these? <laughs> no, you're not going to save them. I'm going to save you from yourself. <laughs> Throwing them away. But that's what actually helps because as you were saying your farewells, your aunt said, oh, do you want to take some of these with you? And you said, oh, I already have some. Sure. And you lifted up your wrapped paper towel, which indicated, yep, I'm taking these with me, but it wasn't something we normally eat ever we don't eat store-bought cookies. I don't agree with any of the ingredients. No. <laughs> so it was just part of it. But it was okay. It was okay to accept her gratitude, accept her gift, and then um, honor ourselves at the same time. Yeah. So, um, Steve, you have... I know. This is
0: like, ooh, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about you. <laughs> Let's talk
1: about Steve. I, I want to add one little <laughs> caveat to everything I've done. I never went in for official blood tests on food allergies. Um, there was. I finally did once when it was requested of a family member who had been diagnosed with celiac and asked that I go get tested for myself and my children. What was terribly ironic and disappointing about that test is I tested negative, as did all my kids except one. My son tested positive. He still eats gluten all day long without a problem, and it's my daughter who tested negative, like me, who vomits and has body pain when she has it. So I don't agree with blood tests. The blood is always there to maintain a homeostasis if at all costs. So if it finally shows up in your blood, it's already been a problem for decades. So I did just so trial against, and error. So
0: you're saying you're not against blood tests. You're just saying that, hey, it's not the end all, be all.
1: No, it's not going to catch the beginning of a problem. It's going to catch the end when it's that's, already a significant problem. That's true. So... What I did was just the elimination. Just, oh, this isn't great for my body. Okay, eliminate it. Then I'll eliminate this, then eliminate that. There came to a point, though, where I actually went to some chiropractors for more nutritional testing. And they told me things like stay off shellfish, cauliflower, peanuts, most beans. And I took that and I was like, thank you, because I knew something was upsetting my stomach. And I just hadn't gotten to the point of going to all those products. Actually, I didn't eat shellfish at all, but it was funny that I was still flagging for it, but just that I needed to stay off of them. So it does help. And so when I'm working with personal clients, I teach them how to muscle test for foods so they don't have to go out and get all this special testing and pay all these professionals if they can do the bulk of the elimination on their own and then just pay for the refinement of that elimination.
0: Yeah. And, let, and let's talk a little bit about some of the symptoms. So like for you... Eating the foods that you knew later that you had to eliminate, the the symptoms were like arthritic pain in your hands. Yeah.
1: I got a lot of pain in my hands and in my limbs and in my back. Never was it gastrointestinal. Not until I had um, developed an allergy to peanuts would I lean over in body pain in my gut. It was always my muscles were always inflamed. And, And I'll admit... That, you know, six years into it, I did a good sugar binge for months and months and my body just, I kept getting this voice in my head that said, I'm inflamed, please stop eating sugar. I hurt, please stop eating sugar. And I was like, I don't know if I can. (laughs) I already
0: went off of it for five years. I don't know if I can do this
1: again. (laughs) But I did. I'm doing just fine. And I'm currently in process. My girls have challenged me, so I'm posting this on Instagram, but my girls have said, I told them. I could drop another pant size if I stopped eating flour altogether. All gluten and, flour, all regular, yeah, gluten-free flour. Yeah, yeah, right. And they were like, well, then why don't you? Why don't you stop eating bread, mom? And I was like, Ugh, do you know how hard that is? <laughs> like, <laughs> to watch all of you eat bread all day long and I can't?
0: <laughs> and see, the backstory for this is we recently discovered kamut flour. It has gluten in it, but it's an ancient grain. It hasn't been tampered with. It's not GMO. And so, um, my
1: daughter and I can both have it
0: in 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 minor in
1: minor amounts, and we don't get sick. But it is clearly keeping me a pant size bigger than I need to be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because that's one of the thing about flowers. Like when you when you have flowers, it does. It's it's harder to. it stays on your hips.
1: It does. It, it's harder to digest for the body, so the body puts it away in fat cells.
0: Um, the other thing that we noticed recently, <laughs> it was like Easter week, you know, we're in quarantine. <laughs> like, let's get Cadbury mini eggs. That's good. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like celebration. So that's the thing. Food is always associated with celebration. So you have to, one of the tricks of all this, we'll have, we'll cover this in another episode at some point, is how to celebrate with food in a way that's actually healthy and supportive. But we got Cadbury mini eggs, which we all love. And, you know, we're trying to kind of ration them among ourselves. Ration the
1: whole package evenly (laughs) among everybody.
0: But then like the following Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, the early part of the following week. You're going to rat me out. (laughs) I'm totally going to rat you out. And you can rat me out later when we talk about my food issue. (laughs) (laughs) But Jenny was like major cranky mode, like in like cloud of dark cloud over her head.
1: And I was very agitated. Like agitated, like I'd never been agitated before.
0: And she and she was like, "I just feel depressed." You she told me, like, "You use the word, honey. I feel depressed." And I said to you, I said to you, "Well, do you think it was the Cadbury mini eggs?" And you kind of, you kind of popped up and you're like, "It was the Cadbury mini eggs." <laughs> <laughs> and and that was actually kind of liberating because it's like it, there's nothing wrong with you. It's what's wrong is what you're putting in your body, right? Over and over and over again,
1: right. I still had to work through those emotions. It was still quite a week for me because it lasted five, seven days, and then we had two earthquakes, which would explain why I was so agitated as well. Like, <laughs> two earthquakes showed up, and I had Ramix. It was a bad week.
0: It was a very interesting.
1: All right, what are your issues, Mr. Bear?
0: <laughs> All right, so um, this is this is me being vulnerable. <laughs> All right, so um, as a child, I. Um, you know, I've come from a family of six kids. I was the fifth of six. I was the little clown and comedian of the family. Um, I've actually passed that mantle onto my older brother. He's now the clown and the comedian. But um, I I had, I always passed gas. I always farted. And, um, And so there were blankets that we had in our house, which were coined the fart blanket, because that was the blanket that Stephen had that he wrapped himself up in and that's where he, he farted in and passed gas. Whenever
1: he was watching TV. Whenever he was
0: watching TV and and movies. And that blanket would smell for a little while. There's a funny story when I was a teenager, you know, I had one of these blankets kind of between my legs uh, and while I'm laying on the couch and and I knew what I was doing because I had to trap the gas without getting up and going to the bathroom and passing it in the bathroom, which would be the appropriate thing to do. Right. Anyway, I had this blanket between my legs and we're watching a movie and with my, my sister, she's on the the opposite couch laying perpendicularly to me and it's one of those movies where there's like this embarrassing moment and you're like, oh I can't watch and my little sister she reaches over, she grabs the blanket from between my legs to cover her face so she doesn't have to watch and then literally a second and a half goes by and she's like "Ah!" Oh, it's all fun and games when you're 17 years old. <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter was that I, I—you've I been eating I, foods that caused you problems for years, for my entire life, and this is why. When I, your, even
1: your proposal to me involved you needing to go to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> I don't feel so good, Jenny. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, my tummy's upset. <laughs> I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> and this is just and, his normal. He's like, was, I'm always upset. I always pass gas. I always I try to hide it and, and then it def-
0: get everyone. Right. And, and this is why I no longer, like other than the story of my coworker about his dairy thing, I mean, wow, what a hypocrite for me to be like, "Oh, I can't believe you do this, but I was doing that my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. And it was only until I started working on the emotional aspect of of eating and weight loss that I really started to get in tune and say, okay, what, is, what messages are food, are these foods trying to tell me? What's my body trying to tell me about these foods, I should say? So I learned early on that if I ate too much corn, I would get gas. So I eliminated corn, and that was, that was great. And then, and then he thought he could have it because it's been three weeks. <laughs> yes. And then I'd be like, well, maybe today it's not going to be such a big deal. Oh, crap it is. You know, and so how does this affect our marriage? You know, it's like when I eat the wrong food. He sleeps on the couch. Yeah, because I stink because up the bath of the, the room. i not going to wake up to an odor in my nose. I know. It's like so depressingly unromantic. <laughs> oh, Libido killer. <laughs> Libido killer. Libido <laughs> killer. Uh, <clears throat> um, another thing I, and actually before corn, I had started, I had started recognizing that, that wheat, um, especially white, like white flour did it to me like spaghetti noodles and pasta. So I started cutting that out. Um, I recognized that eating too much soy was, was upsetting my stomach. So- and it was
1: that upsetting everybody's. It was really fascinating how our little ones would go to dairy-free milks after they stopped nursing. And they started having like awful, awful burps. And I contributed to the sugar content of the added sugar to the soy milk. Yeah. But even tofu became a problem for you.
0: Right. Um, And then recently it's been oats, recognizing that oats is a big thing for me. So basically grains. I mean, so if like... If you're a, a, a GI expert and you're listening to this, you're like, "He's got Candida. He's got like, of course he Of course I've got Candida." <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, yeah. I am working on it. <laughs> but I'm not the kind of guy that enjoys doing cleanses. I hate depriving myself of things. I have to like uh, for, as far as motivational tendencies go, I need to like own the fact that this is my situation and and basically have it become part of who I am. Like no external influence is going to make me do it. And sometimes my own willpower is not going to make me do it. It's like got to come from like a, within me.
1: Which kind of brings up another point. When I was talking to my girls, they said, okay, so how long will it be until you get down a pants size? And I said, I don't know. And They said, well, when you get there, are you going to eat everything again? And I was like, well, no, because then I'll go back up a pound size and that eliminates the whole process. And she was like, what? And I'm like, so when you make a change, it's got to be for a lifetime
0: if you really want lifetime effects from it. And this is why, as far as cleanses go, I mean, yeah, so-and-so, you can, you can do a a good quality GI cleanse. I mean, mm-hmm. we we love nutritional products specifically that do this. Yeah. Um, and we can recommend products that do this. Well, I
1: have a coaching client and we, she was talking about how she did one cleanse and she lost so much weight on it. It was fantastic. And then she gained her way back. So she did the cleanse again and she lost less weight. So every time you do that same cleanse, you're going to lose less and less because your body's like, uh, you're not really serious about really eliminating what the
0: problem is. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That Imagine that your body is kind of this this like separate entity from you. And it's basically saying you don't really care. I'm just going to put on the weight.
1: Well, your body, you, your body is your best friend, but you may not realize that your body is your best friend.
0: It's like the so, it's like the friend that you've been toxic and abusing. So you <laughs> ask
1: your body for its opinion, and it gives its most truthful answer, and you're like, meh. You're not the authority. I'm going to go listen to my doctor. Or the news. This <laughs> so you always want to go to your body as the ultimate authority and then respect your body because it has been trying to take care of you for a
0: very long time. And that's what we're trying to really drive home with this concept of real life healing. That this is you getting in touch with your body, with who you are, like on a soul level. Mm-hmm. And you know, and for those of you who are spiritual and religious, we want to point you back to the ultimate authority of God. To say, help me make decisions for my life, for my family, for my health, for my career that are consistent with what, you know, God wants for me. So we're just, we're really trying to help you get in tune with all of those things, not really listen to some other guru or expert.
1: Right. Now, Steve, you created an emotional weight loss course. I did. And you did, did a really fantastic job on it. Thank it's you. it's opening a lot of people's eyes to emotional weight loss that they just never considered before. But one thing that you have routinely done in your life that you realized was an emotional thing was scarcity in eating too much. You can you talk about that?
0: Yeah, so um, I you can you can access the the course uh, emotional weight loss um at stevenjenny.us stevenjenny.us and um, and basically the concept is that Every time you're like, we all cycle through a number of emotions and those emotions feed into our body weight and they can be any number of of things. But one of the, the thematic emotions that I noticed that connected to my body weight was the notion of scarcity. And so if I go into a situation where there's a food that I don't normally get to eat Scarcity emotion kicks into gear and it says, Oh, oh, you're not gonna get that.
1: Better eat it now. Better eat it now. And better
0: eat a lot of it. And <laughs> better eat a lot of it.
1: That also played into though the way you grew up. Uh yeah, there was, there a was lot. like your mom really liked to divide things up equally. She was
0: really good at that. But, but your family a had a saying <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> that I hated and I eliminated from our household.
0: You snooze, you lose. <laughs>
1: that is scarcity.
0: That is total scarcity.
1: So Tell me about your almond experience.
0: <laughs> so um, I, the, the most recent food that I'm like, ooh, I have to be really careful about eating too much of this has been almonds. Um, and so I had gotten to the point where I'd stopped eating uh, too many raw almonds, but one of my kids really wanted me to buy some dry, roasted, salted almonds from Costco. And so I did... And of course, I was like, oh, almonds, 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 you know, just like, oh, mama. and Jenny says to me, you like, she's like, you're eating too many almonds. And I said, I'll be fine.
1: Very much like, I'm in charge of me. Don't try to boss me. Yeah,
0: exactly. And sure enough, that night I slept Just on the couch.
1: making an observation.
0: <laughs> and the, the observation was correct, and I slept on the couch that night.
1: Right. So that was another indication where Steve would wake up every day and constantly grind up a bunch of almonds to make almond milk. We leave the almond milk in the almond milk and we would dip down it. Two years ago, I stopped drinking that. (laughs)
0: And I didn't even notice.
1: (laughs) Because I could feel that we had overdosed on almonds and he didn't notice and he didn't shift and now he knows that if he eats too many almonds, that's a problem. So with all food at this point, there is a moderation. It's like, well, do I want more foods to say, oh, you ate too much of me, I have to leave now? Or do you want to say... I'll be careful with you. I'll honor and respect your space.
0: <laughs> and I won't like smother you to death. I'm like the close talker from Seinfeld. Like, hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I love all the pop culture references. Jenny's like, doesn't like Seinfeld, but man, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, the uh, the... The moderate, like you hear this phrase, moderation in all things, and it's like, well, that's partially true, because you you don't want moderation in the things that upset your body.
1: Absolutely, because you, you're gonna get an, you, the inflammation lasts far longer than the moderate
0: eating. Right. You so you cut those out, but then the point that Jenny's making, which I want to drive home, is with all of the other foods that you are now eating then be very moderate in what you eat have a little bit of this have a little bit of that mm-hmm. because i've gone through the process of eliminating so many things that this almond thing came back and it was like all right well i can eat eat almonds and then it turns out that no i can't eat
1: too yeah. many almonds yeah
0: just like if i eat too much of a certain kind of salad dressing because that was the only meal that i wanted to have a salad and Roasted chicken and a little bit of salad dressing that, you know, but like. but So
1: you go through phases. Everyone in their families have phases of eating where they're like the kids and mom and dad all want to eat the same things. You're buying lots and lots and lots of it. And then suddenly nobody eats it anymore. Yeah. And that is the end of that, the life of that food for that moment. And it will come back. You just don't know when. And it's okay that the rest of it goes to waste because it's better to waste in the fridge than in your stomach and make you sick. There was one really, really funny story I just have to mention because it was just so good. Is it about me? Yep. No. It's totally about you. It's totally... Are you
0: throwing me into
1: the, the bed? Yep. Okay.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> so Steve and I went on a cruise to celebrate our 15th anniversary. And every night at dinner, there was always a bread service before the food came. and So he'd be like, ooh, bread, and he'd down it. And they would be so polite to bring me some gluten-free vegan rolls. But I knew that they was putting weight on my hips, and I did not want to go up a pant size in a week my so I ate it sparingly um, and even our table mates noticed. noticed how you were eating bread and one of them was even like you're, you're turning into the dough boy you have a dough ball in your stomach he was wearing a dough ball by well, the time he got off that cruise <laughs> it's one of the pictures he's used when he advertises his weight loss course because here he is in Curacao
0: right in front of the cruise boat and chubby chubby s- <laughs> <sorry. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was, it, yeah, it was sad and depressing. Um, but that was the thing that I had known about the concept of emotional weight loss from a, from a friend before this. And But finally getting to that point where I just, I, I, I almost just, I just kind of stuffed myself. I was like, this is the last hurrah.
1: Oh, you definitely called it a last hurrah.
0: And it was very. And that's dangerous. That is totally dangerous. Because Not if a it's a last
1: hurrah. You know you're going to go so overboard that to recover from that last hurrah puts you way yeah back from where you would have been.
0: Yeah, it's scarcity, and so you know I've lost about thirty pounds, and and you know it's been a, over a year since we went on that cruise, over a year since I've I've been losing weight, and you know people say, well, okay, great, thirty pounds in a year, but it's thirty sustainable pounds. Mm-hmm. It's thirty pounds of duh, drop, 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 and most importantly. It's the emotional healing on the backside. So, we'll talk about that yeah. in another season, all the whole complexities and awesomeness that is emotional weight loss. But uh, yeah. So, your takeaways. So, yeah, let's takeaways for you people. One, what are the foods that you're like, you just know that it's doing something to your body? My
1: favorite way to help you identify what foods you need to eliminate are the ones you feel like you can't live without. Because that is how I felt. I felt like I could never live without bread, cheese, and ice cream. And and I had to eliminate all three.
0: And let me just say, like, we've taught our 13-year-old son this concept. Because the other day, he was like, oh, I just really want to get a block of cheese. I love cheese. And so we asked him to muscle test, is it supportive for your body to have cheese? And he came back, he's like, yeah. Yeah. And then Jenny changed the question: Is it supportive for your brain function? Brain brain function to have cheese? And he was like, No, no, because
1: <laughs> he knows that he has what I have, where if you have dairy, the synapses get gummed up, they get stuck, and the electricity just doesn't fire. And there's a
0: darkness in his eyes that, that he just you just see the depression kind of Set settle in. in.
1: So yeah, it's okay maybe for the rest of your body, but your mind, he his mind can't handle it. So consider that question. What foods could I not live without and how about I try and just find out how much strength you have and courage inside of yourself.
0: And but now I hope you recognize just from listening to this that this is like this is this is a joyful process. I mean, yeah, we've had a number of years of experience going down this road of eliminating this and that. But um
1: what our bodies can do now that would have been unheard of yeah. if we had not started this process a
0: decade ago. Like Je- if if Jenny hadn't started eliminating these foods, my fingers did, would already be very crooked, and we would not have at least two of our seven children because yes. you would have you would have stopped. I would have had to call it. Quits. You would have said, "I can't." Like mental health, physical health, all of those things. You say, "I can't have more babies." We might have stopped at four. Mm-hmm. We definitely would have stopped at five.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So two kids can, can say that they live on this earth because mom We made didn't, a change. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh wow, so many good things in here. So if you're if you're like, man, I got to talk to I got to talk to Jenny. Like you can talk to me. We'll just shoot the breeze and, <laughs> and, and we'll have fun. I'll make you laugh and <laughs> I'll ask you some deep profound questions, but if you like want to talk and like say, "Okay, I need to fix this." Jenny is the restoring agent she's the one that fixes stuff it's really really fun yeah it's such
1: a joy to talk to people and
0: discover things especially if you're ready to be fixed yeah but not in that way i mean not in like the okay that's (laughs) enough all right (laughs) thanks for joining us have a great one